قلم من اساس ترس فرار کنی نیاد نفس بند مثل ناهقه ها که کار میکردم بغل من اصلا نمیخوام برو بکنم از طرف پر فقط چرا باید این حرفا رو به طرف زر چطور نباید استفاده کنی از وقت زر اگه لاس ماشه زایت میکنم وسط جب که اگه نکنم بعد کنشی علفه هست تو اینجا اساسه نکن که بشین نسخ برنگ به وجود بیار از کار زیاده ترک درست بزا با کرمات بیرون میاد نفس من فقط واسه دشمن و نفسی قفص من یاد بگیر کنده شادی بیرون بیای از در تنگین یاد بگیر از سود خونه و سفر بعد ما آدم و هرچی میکشیم بوده از دست چپ پس همش به جنگ با سایه های وسط شب سیانو نخور خالتو نکش کودک درونو بیرون کنه خود اینجا KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Today on Our Digital Future, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Thursday mornings, we've got a very special director today from the Iran job, and this is going to be premiering at the Los Angeles Film Festival, which is June 14th in L.A. Nokia Theater Live to June 24th, the 10 days in Los Angeles, and I thank you so much for your time. And I saw the Iran job was a great film, and first of all, I'd like to um, ask you, as a director, how did you get to where you are now? My, me, myself, I have a background in film and media as an undergrad from UC Irvine, and I'm sure everyone listening in the same position as myself is very interested in how you got to where you are now as a successful film director for this new uh, documentary, The Iran Job. Well, I went to... Uh, uh when I was 19, I went to California to do an internship, first of all, and uh, coming from Germany at that time, and I did that for about a year, and then uh, applied to film school, um, and got accepted, luckily, and so I went back to Germany and studied film there for four years, or five, actually, at one of the, um, uh, you know, most sort of prestigious schools there. There were two at that time, and one of them was in Munich. So I went back to Germany, did five years of school, made a few films, and then had a scholarship after that to um, uh, to come back to the States. And, you know, I did one film after another, and one thing sort of led to another, and um, here I am, luckily. That's very excellent. What gave you this idea for the Iran job? How did you get to become a part of this project? I was very excited when I saw that um, it was filmed for the city of Shiraz. I've actually been there twice. My grandmother lives there, and most of my family lives there. And um, my father is from Iran. My name Ziba is a Farsi word meaning beautiful. So I personally saw the title of this film and wanted my father to see it right away. And I was very excited to come, see it myself. You guys should come to the premiere then. <laughs> oh, how far how, how far right is it from Irvine to Los Angeles? Oh, like 30 minutes, no traffic, or um, an hour with traffic. So I definitely always uh, let him know because we live in Long Beach, which is around the same time. So we always want to check out well, the, films. If your folks are from Shiraz, you should make sure that they all come. And um, I think tickets are selling pretty quickly, so you see, you guys should go on that link, uh, the, the Los Angeles Film Festival link, and uh, try to make it for this Friday, because that is the world premiere. Um, <clears throat> however, we have another screening on Sunday also, in case you can't make Friday. But uh, for your question, I uh, I got a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I got an article sent to me about American basketball players who play in Iran, and uh, and I was inspired uh, by what they could potentially do for relationships between the two countries, America and Iran. And then uh, we started sort of trying to research um, some of these players, and um, 
the, the person that we ended up choosing just happened to be uh, signed with Ayas Shiraz, uh, which at that time was a new club uh, in the Iranian Super League. So that's why we, well, why I ended up shooting in Shiraz. Had he played in, let's say, Tehran or Shah or any other town, then that would have been my main location. But I was very happy that he was in Shiraz because it's, uh, as you may know or may have heard, it's a gorgeous city and people are especially friendly. I mean, everyone in Iran is friendly, but in Shiraz, they're friendly times 10. So I got lucky there. Yeah, I felt like I recognized a lot of the um, locations, such as the market, the, was it bazaar, under the, with everything, the, uh, that was just extremely friendly location with the sellers, and I remember buying a lot of jewelry there myself, and all the smells from all the spices and the rugs, we were looking for rugs back then. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very nice bazaar, in fact, um, I bought my wedding rings in, in Iran um, with my wife and my father-in-law, that was a lot of fun, um, as you just mentioned, the jewelry, so anybody traveling to Iran anytime soon, it's a good place to, um, you know, to, uh, to buy your wedding bands aside many other things and I think that's a great thing to promote is that it is a great country to go travel many people wouldn't think of it I think they would think it's too dangerous or they don't know what it's like over there but I tell all my friends you should go to Iran and see Persepolis and all the very great um, ancient buildings and history there the people are friendly and everybody you know it's not what many would think I think well, I, the sites are one thing. They're obviously spectacular in, in Iran, but I, I think what's more special even are the people. And for that reason, I, you know, I agree that anybody who has a chance to go there should really do it, whether or not they have an Iranian background like yourself or, or not. It's a, it's a, it's a very um, smooth place to visit in a way because there are so few tourists because everybody is scared of Iran. So you can find yourself in a gorgeous place like Persepolis or you know, or, or uh, some other of these uh, spectacular sites completely on your own, which uh, if you go to, uh, you know, Western uh, touristic destinations just doesn't happen. Uh, and of course, you have the people there that are extremely interesting and curious and uh, just, I think, very different from what most people expect. Um, the only issue, of course, for American citizens is that it's not so easy to get a visa. Um, so in that sense, I, I was fortunate because I have dual German-American citizenship um, and I used my German citizenship uh, to, to shoot the film. Um, so that, that was a little bit of an advantage. Uh, but nonetheless, even if you're a U.S. citizen and you, uh, you, know, you factor in a few weeks for your visa application, you can make it happen and it's well worth it. That's what I was wondering too, as a hopeful filmmaker myself, I had an idea years ago as well to film um, a documentary or anything in Iran, but I know it would be harder for, I think, a female and just they wouldn't want to see cameras. Or How did you go about that in public? Was it very hard? Did you have to get permits? Or what's the process there for a filmmaker such as yourself? Well, that, that part is not so easy. Um, we did try to get uh, journalist visas and also, you know, regular shooting permits. Um, and when we started, uh, we had a uh, development contract with HBO Real Sports. Um, they were going to come with us uh, initially, but then couldn't because they were not able to ensure their crew because Iran is on the embargo list. And so with that, 
basically my journalist visa was also declined and so then I had really no choice than to enter as a tourist and doing everything under the radar basically you know illegally you could say um, and so um, you know that, that there is a there is that component where you know if, if, if you uh, if you really want to be sort of on the safe side you it's probably better to do it with the, with an official permit and all of that um, however um, they will also then give you a handler and sort of uh, a sort of a watchdog and so that's um, that's something to take into consideration um, I, I did it without any of this official sort of permit um, and um, that was better for shooting because I was able to get much better access but it was also a little risky at times yeah I'd be very concerned with uh, politics and ending up you know they the past with other journalists in jail and hostage but you never know um, I guess they weren't looking out for you too much they weren't giving you in too much trouble no it's true and I got very lucky in retrospect I have to say because um, I know that if a couple of German journalists did pretty much exactly what I did they entered as tourists and they weren't as lucky they got um, they got busted and spent uh, several months in jail um, they were doing a piece on a woman who had been convicted of adultery and, um, and was sentenced to, to uh, death by stoning. So that story was maybe a little more sensationalist than what I was doing. Um, but in any case, I, you know, because I was such a low-profile project there, I don't think a lot of people were aware of what I was doing until, the, until a few months into the shoot. Um, I was, in fact, detained on my last visit to Iran. Um, and leading up to the you know presidential elections, I tried to enter Tehran for the fourth or fifth time as a tourist, and was told that I had made it onto a blacklist at that point, and and then was basically sent uh, straight home, which again was luck because it could have you know they could have also kept me there. Oh wow, yes, definitely. But that's a great topic um, to film over there. Basketball, they are big into sports, and I wouldn't have known about the basketball team and Shiraz and. It's nice that they they were ranked um, according to your film one of one of the lower ones. So you're trying to see if the underdog will succeed and and how the frustration of the basketball player, you know, being so it looks like much better than the others and not used to the the ways they deal with temper. I remember the scene where he got in tr big trouble for kicking a bucket on television and stuff like that is a big deal over there. Yeah, in fact, the team was. Uh, was the quintessential underdog. They were a, a, a new team in that league. Um, in the NBA, you would probably call it an expansion team. So they had no business making the playoffs, um, but the ownership had that goal, and Kevin was able to uh, to lead them there. So uh, it was a, it was actually a, a quite historic feat um, that they accomplished that year. And yeah, it was great to see how uh, how they all gelled as a team, and um, politics didn't matter. Uh, you know, in that group of players. So was that your first time in Iran then, for the film? No, I had gone um, privately um, once with my wife to a wedding uh, in Tehran, 2003, and um, yeah, that was one trip, and also attended the Fox Film Festival in Tehran that same trip, and then um, I went again uh, on my own uh, in 2007 to sort of do research on this film just to see if it was possible at all to do this. And I went for a week and just sort of scouted out players and coaches and 
I've just got some initial footage. So I've gone twice before actually starting uh, the Iran job. It's very exciting, that opportunity, and I'm really glad you got to document this. Uh, job well done, and I'm sure you had also a lot of delicious Persian food from the hospitality there. That's actually one of my favorite types of food in the world is Persian food. Yes, uh, I agree. I, I like it a lot. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of very refined dishes. However, uh, my favorite is still kebab kubide, which is, you know, the simple couple of kebab sticks with rice, um, but it's so good and so delicious. I ate it almost every day. That's my father, uh, Reza. That's his favorite dish. No wonder. <laughs> and I really um, appreciate how you give the point of view of the women there because my cousins, my female cousins over there, they're always talking to me almost the same exact conversations in your film. That they wish they didn't have to wear the chador and then indoors, even they can't take it off if there's strangers around, they don't feel comfortable. and. It's just against the law, and they're not necessarily Islamic, but it's the country is, so they have to do that or they'll get arrested. It's such a confining thing that I wish would, you know, disappear during their lifetime, but really most likely won't. Well, I think it's something that uh, it would be nice if it was everybody's choice. You know, there are countries where it's uh, much more um, flexible or liberal, such as Turkey, for example, where, you know, women just have a choice whether or not they want to wear it. And I think if they then decide to wear it, it's a completely different story because it's by choice, you know, whereas, and I would respect that. Um, uh, whereas if you're forced to do it, uh, it, it just uh, changes the atmosphere a little bit. And I think that's unfortunate because whether or not you're Muslim, um, you know, I, I think um, it's, it's actually more uh, a matter of, you know, do you, do you need to show your religion in public or not? And I think a lot, most people are more comfortable keeping religion private. Um, I think that's the case uh, anywhere in the world, frankly. And I think if, if Iranians had that choice, um, they wouldn't actually make such a big fuss out of the out of the veil. You know, they would you know either wear it or not, but it wouldn't be such a big deal. It's just when you force it on people, that's when it becomes an issue. I have cousins um, on the internet. I'm definitely going to share this movie with them, this film, and I'm very excited for it to be accessible um, over there. Is have people seen it over there? Have, what are their reactions? Well, we, we can't uh, really show it there yet, or we, we, we don't really want to, we, um, because it's not clear how that would affect uh, the people that are in the Iranians that are involved in the film. Um, and, you know, for example, on official Iranian television, you just can't be seen without the veil as a woman. Um, so since we have a few scenes where the veil is off, uh, we, you know, we don't want to risk anything. That said, there are some policies where if a film is foreign made, which technically this one is, uh, you can sometimes show it. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right now our plan is not to release it in Iran, um, but anywhere else in the world. But they've probably seen it personally, like an, their own illegal copy or no? I don't know uh, how that's going to pan out. The film hasn't been released yet. You know, this is a world premiere on Friday, so um, uh, you know how the DVD is going to find its way to Iran or not is a matter that'll probably uh, reveal itself in the next few months, I would say. So everybody can come see the world premiere this Friday in the Los Angeles Film Festival. That's this Friday, and um, the time is on their website. But you'll be there. Um, 
Yeah, the time is 7.50, uh, so Friday night, 7.50 p.m. And yes, Sarah, the producer, and my wife uh, will be there, as, as uh, will I myself will be there, obviously. And um, we may actually have uh, Kareem Sajapur of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace doing the, the Q&A with us. So lots of interesting people, and uh, that's why if you can make it, um, hurry up and get a ticket. It's very exciting. I'll definitely be there for the LA Film Festival, and I really enjoyed the team players and the city, Shiraz, where my grandmother and cousins are from. It's very exciting to talk to you. And how did you get your film in, um, accepted in the LA Film Festival? Did how was that process? You submitted. Uh, you know, you submitted to the uh, you know the people that make the selections, and then you hope for the best. And in this case, luckily, they called us and said that they wanted to put our film in competition, and we were very excited about it because. Uh, First of all, it's a great festival, but particularly because Los Angeles is, as you know, also called Terra Angeles. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's fertile ground to show a film like this with all the Iranian-Americans living there. And so we're excited um, to have our world premiere in Los Angeles for that reason. I'm very excited. And everybody can go have Persian food in Westwood right after. It's where my dad's favorite restaurant is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and is it going to be in um, other film festivals after this? Yep, we're going to, uh, you know, we've already been invited to a few others, um, uh, some internationally and some also in the States. Um, it depends a little bit on when we actually release the film commercially, uh, which we'll do in the fall. Um, some of these festivals are, you know, um, after the release, so it, it, it sometimes is a little tricky um, to coordinate that. But I know for a fact that we're going to show it again in Los Angeles. Uh, in August uh, with the Newer Film Festival. Um, so that'll be another opportunity and then we'll release it commercially in, um, in, in September in Los Angeles. And, and that's really when uh, when everybody should go see it because um, that's, that's the big time, that's the real deal. That's not a film festival, that's a commercial release. Um, so, you know, uh, it would be great if you guys would uh, go on our Facebook site, on our website, like it, spread the word, um, and uh, continue building the buzz for the for the commercial release in September. You have a Twitter, too. I've been uh, retweeted. I enjoy watching all the promotion for the Iran job, and I hope everybody sees it and relates to the problems and realizes it's true what your um, lead basketball player says that the, you never know in, in your own little bubble the problems that there are in other countries and the bombing and everything it's like a, something everyone should be aware of and be thankful for where they're living and try to help others or keep that in mind appreciate right. what you have here exactly and also just uh, realize that people are people everywhere in the world and uh, you know you, you can only know them when you uh when you make the effort to get to know them. And I think that's what this film is all about. Everybody check out the Iran job this Friday, world premiere at the LA Film Festival at 7.50 p.m. Check out the Los Angeles Film Festival for ticket information. This has been a conversation with the director, Till Schauder, and I'm very ex excited for you. And um, do you know um, what your next film is going to be? Have you been filming a new documentary? Uh, I'm starting uh, to all over a couple of new projects. One of them would be involving a, uh, an athlete again who is also a bridge builder, much like Kevin. Um, but this is all in the very early stages. Um, I think, 
unfortunately, I have to go because I have another radio station calling me in two minutes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your time, and I really appreciate to hear more about um, how you helped direct, how you directed this the Iran job, and I'm excited for the world premiere. Awesome. Great. We look forward to seeing you there, and thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good day. You as well. Take care. Bye. That has been our conversation with Chil Chatter from the Iran Job Director, and it's going to be world premiering this Friday again at the LA Film Fest. So check it out online. You can just Google LA Film Fest as I'm doing now, and you'll see that um, www.lafilmfest.com is the website. And if you go to their film guide and passes and tickets information. You can see that there's going to be this Friday the very um, exciting film for the Iran job, which is going to be world premiering. And just to let you know again, the Iran job is um, 2012 film, 93 minutes. It's a documentary in the competition, and it's part of uh, Germany, Iran, and USA. It's in English and Farsi with English subtitles. It's the world premiere by director by Till Schotter. And there's going to be, um, oh, the cinematographer is also Till Schotter. So that's exciting, and I didn't get to talk to him about this, but there was some great um, rap in Farsi in that film, and I was really excited to hear rapping in Farsi from Iran. That's, and so the director, uh, Till Schotter, spent a year in Iran with journeyman American pro basketball player Kevin Shepard, who signed on to play for the upstart Iranian Super League team A.S. Shiraz as one of two non-Iranian players. His roommate is a giant Serb. This lively, well-told tale is not simply a standard fish-out-of-water sports doc. It's also a snapshot of the radical fissures in Iranian society. Shepard, a gregarious charmer, makes friends wherever he goes and forms a fascinating relationship with three strong, independent Iranian women who bristle at the restrictions of an oppressive theocracy. Their touching, unlikely bond makes for an illuminating study in cross-cultural understandings. So definitely check this out, and I'm very excited for everyone to see it. It's uh, world premiering. The screening schedule is Friday, June 15th at 7.10 p.m. It's at the Virgin American Theater, the Regal, LA Live 9. But if you don't, if you miss the world premiere, it's going to be on um, Sunday as well, Sunday, June 17th at 6.50 p.m. at Regal Cinema's LA Live 8. So check out their Facebook, check out their Twitter, and that's the Iran Job. And I'm very excited to have talked to the director on today's Our Digital Future, Thursdays, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. with me, Zibazi. Thank you for your time, and stay tuned for more great public affairs programming. See you next week. Tu
اینجا هست سعی نکن که بشی نسخ برگ به وجود بیار از کار زیاد ترک درست رضا با کلمات بیرون میاد نفس مرد فقط واسه دشمن و نفسی قفص مرد یاد بگیر گنده شادی بیرون بیای از در تنگین یاد بگیر از خونه و سفر بعد ما آدم و هرچی میکشیم بوده از دست چپ پس همش به جنگ با سایه های وسط شب سیانو نخور خالتو نکش کودک درون و بیرون کنه خود